Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies, as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello everybody, it's your girl Carmelita and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose and we are going to finish our Bible study plan today titled I am clear on my purpose. All right, so our devotional today is titled God's Promise in Your Restoration. This might be day 10, but it's only the beginning of another level of opportunity for us. Thank God for his infinite wisdom and the unfolding of his plan. He knows to become fully concentrated, time and process are necessary. We can also thank God for his encouragement along the way, restoring us as we go. As your peace grows, your joy grows, and your spirit grows, you'll be solidly rooted in the truth that God restores and he will complete the good work he started in you. As we go into our next, here are a few of God's promises to hold on to through the process of your purpose. When you hold fast to God's promises, you remain in the process, and when you remain in your process, you experience restoration. Three of God's promises. Number one, God was with you in the beginning, and he will be with you through the end. God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. I don't know why I just got so emotional off of that scripture, but it's just, there have been moments and seasons of my life, and this was many years ago, but there have been moments and seasons of my life when I didn't have nobody but God. Literally, I had nobody but God. Like, I would joke and say I couldn't phone a friend, find a friend, or bribe a friend. Like, it's really sad when you can't phone a friend, buy, like, buy a friend or bribe a friend. Like, I had no body but God. No body. And while it sucked in that moment... To have nobody but God, having nobody but God forces you to rely on him, forces you to trust him in a way that you would never do if you did have options. I think sometimes he makes it to where we don't have options. I think sometimes he makes it to where we don't have a safety net because then we can't say it was anybody else or anything else but God that got us through. He has to get the glory. Okay, 
let me get back to the devotional. Sorry, I just, it just, that scripture just got me so emotional. I was just like, okay, Um, God will strengthen you to make it through the middle. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Number two, God has spoken and released in your life. What he has spoken and released in your life, excuse me, it must occur. Let me reread that. What God has spoken and released in your life must occur. And I apologize, that was number three. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, that just getting emotional just threw me all the way off. Okay, let me start over because I want to make sure that you get this because I feel like it is very important. Okay, so the three, so three of his promises that you need to hang on in the moment as you are remaining in your process and while you're experiencing this restoration. Number one, God was with you in the beginning and he will be with you through the end. Hebrews 13, five says, God has said, never will I leave you nor will I forsake you. Number two, God will strengthen you to make it through the middle. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And the third one, what God has spoken and released in your life, it must occur. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. There's a common theme between the three scriptures above. They all demonstrate that God is the author and finisher concerning us, regardless of any messy middle we might have experienced. He's been with you from the beginning and will never leave you. He will renew your strength to make it through. And the word he has spoken over your life will manifest in your life perfectly and completely. When God started, God will finish. Growing up in the church, I always heard the word of God, but didn't always know how to apply it to my life practically. I knew it was supposed to, it was supposed to be, I knew I was supposed to believe in God, but didn't know how to overcome the doubtful things running through my mind daily. I knew I was supposed to have faith that things would happen in God's timing, but I couldn't control my impatience. Through his grace, God lovingly revealed the practical application of the spiritual, showing me what I was responsible for and relieving me of the things that only he could do. The relief was palpable, and I was finally able to relax. So what's left for us to do? What should you and I do now that we are committed to our purpose and understand our role? There are three practical actions for you to take while God directs the spiritual in your life. Number one, praise God. All blessings flow from God. And when you praise him, the Bible says that your praise invites the spirit of God into your life. Choose to practice appreciation and gratitude, giving glory and praise to God. Practice giving thanks even for the small things, especially for the small things. Practice obedience. Obedience opens the door for God to manifest the blessings of your purpose in your life. 
the manifestation of a thing is always richer in reality than in your imagination. Ask God to show you any area in your life where you need increased obedience. Decide today to be obedient to God's word. Obedience gives you the discipline necessary to maintain the blessing when it arrives. Number three, be still. Be still before God. Know that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seeking him will give you the peace and the patience you need for the wait, as well as for your necessary development. Our whisper prayer is for a fully developed purpose, one that is ready and able to be a blessing. Today, look beyond yourself, any messy middle beyond your past and even your dreams and see God's amazing presence for your future, his peace for you, his joy and his love for you. Choose him. Become even more passionate about your purpose. Embrace his truth concerning you and enjoy fulfilling your God gift purpose. Today's affirmation. I'm experiencing a fresh anointing from God today. My God is moving and I am aware. I am fulfilling my purpose through Christ who strengthens me. My heavenly father has released a powerful gift in me, elevating me into my purpose and I'm standing on his promises. I will see God's goodness in my life today and every day of my life. I give God the glory right now because he is worthy. I experience overwhelming gratefulness for the beauty I enjoy. It is all because of the graciousness of my God. I am blessed. Daily question of the day, in what area do I need to increase my obedience to develop the discipline to manage my purpose effectively? So I am not going to share any of the uh, scriptures that go along with this because they were actually within the devotional. (laughs) So there's no reason for me to read any additional scriptures. Um, But I just want to just talk about a couple of things, a couple of things that jumped out at me. I love the scripture and I can't remember what the scripture is, but I do know um, it does talk about in the Bible that God is the author and finisher of our faith. So when you look at it from a practical perspective, because I am very much a person who has to see things from a practical way, um, as you have likely heard me say before, God is invisible. I don't hear him in an audible voice and the likelihood is you don't either. And the likelihood is you won't either. Now, I am not going to guarantee that that will never be the case. However, comma, I don't know nobody. And I have, uh, yeah, I don't know nobody who does. But regardless of if he's invisible and you can't hear his voice, he does show up in very practical ways in our lives. And that's the part for me is that when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to this relationship with God, I love that he allows me to be able to have a practical understanding. And one of the things we're talking about, the author and the finisher of our faith, what does an author do? An author of a book writes the book. They are the writer. When you finish something, you complete it. So this is telling us that he has written our lives As the scripture said that he knew us before we were in our mother's wombs. He knew us already before. And he had a purpose in mind for our creation. He didn't create nothing on accident. Everything in this world has a purpose. When you think about the circle of life, (laughs) shout out to the Lion King. Like there is a purpose. There is a purpose for animals to 
die out, to not overpopulate. You know, when you start getting endangered species, that's because we decided we want to get up in that thing and start messing with things. But animals have, you know, there are predators who will, you know, make sure that they balance things out. God has, you know, I think about even trees. Trees were created. They give off oxygen. We need oxygen. We give off carbon dioxide. The plants and the trees, they need that. Like God, everything had a point and a purpose. He created all the seasons for us to be able to, and all the different colors of the flowers and the trees and things for a purpose. It's beautiful. Like you think about the Garden of Eden, the garden was beautiful. It had a purpose. So God does not create anything on accident. You were not created on accident. Now, however, comma, it says that he is also the finisher of our faith. Then when you, when you, if you want to go back to this thing, because I'm only going to say this because I know somebody might be listening to this and they'd be like, but wait a minute, don't we got free will? But wait a minute, what about if somebody decided they want to do something different? I understand and I hear you because guess what? I was you too. So therefore, I'm going to answer that question for you right now. So, yes, he is the finisher of our faith. He has equipped us with the ability to have a finished faith. How are we equipped to have a finished faith in him and to be able to follow out the purpose that he created us for? Well, that is because we have the word, the Bible. We have different things that he is giving us different tools, uh, individuals, myself, this podcast is a tool that he is utilizing to be able to help to finish your faith. Now, if you so choose to do something different, that's whenever there are replacements. So I think about in the Bible, Saul and David. Saul was supposed to be the king. Saul, he exercised his free will and didn't do what he was supposed to do. So that's the reason why David had to then be anointed as king. So, yes, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. However, we do have free will because Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden they did what they did. And so then therefore sin and death was then released to the rest of us, i.e. they kids. So that is the reason why I don't want anybody to be like, well, wait a minute, you just said, yep, I sure did. But I also want to make sure that I finished and answered that one for you because I don't ever want anyone to ever leave the sound of my voice, to ever leave my presence, to ever leave this podcast with the question. The purpose of this podcast is to help you to have a deeper relationship and understanding with God. If you don't understand things, if you don't have an appreciation for things, then that's where abuse comes. You can't appreciate a thing that you don't understand fully. You can't appreciate a thing that you don't realize its importance. Like you have to have a full understanding in order to appreciate a thing. And you have to know what its purpose is in order to appreciate the thing. So, Next thing that I wanted to bring out <laughs> is when, um, let me find it here because it was such a gem that I want to make sure that I say it correctly. So one of the things that she talked about at the end was talking about the three things to do um, that were practical actions that we could do in our lives, you know, um, with regards to, to staying committed to our purpose and understanding our role. So praising God. There is a gentleman in my church who is loud, 
very, very loud. Like, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, this dude is loud. You can, if you're watching on live stream, you can hear him. That's how loud he is. But when I tell you, every time I see this man, he has got the biggest smile on his face. I don't believe he's married at all. I've never seen a woman sit next to him and I ain't seen no wedding ring. So I don't know. Maybe he's a widow. He's, he's an older gentleman. But he's an older gentleman and he is in amazing shape. He is always smiling and so excited. And he don't care. Like every other word that the pastor said, he's amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Like he's got a really deep, deep, deep voice. A very deep, rich, loud voice. Like this man, I'm telling y'all, he's loud. But he's praising God unapologetically, and he has such joy. So when she talks about praising God and the blessings flow, man, this first thing I thought about was him. So the number uh, two thing she talked about was uh, practicing obedience. I will say for me, practicing obedience in prior seasons has allowed me to be able to practice obedience in current seasons and future seasons. The reason is, it's because I have done the things. Like I have a track record that I can go off of. I know that because I trusted God I, and, and this is what happened, I was blessed, my obedience was blessed. So then therefore it makes it easier for me to do it and again, to do it again, and then do it again, and then to do it again. So practicing obedience, and it's just that practicing it, like, you got to practice the thing. You got to do the thing. You can't just sit there and not. Because if you don't, I just ask you this one question that, that uh, the executive pastor <laughs> says at my church. How's that working out for you? Not practicing obedience. How's that working out for you? I don't know. Anyway, on to the next. Be still. So it says, be still, know that he is God and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is a scripture. So being still, I think sometimes, at least for me, I used to think, okay, be still, being with, you know, like be still in God, seeking him, you know, um, all those things. I saw that as consistently reading the Bible. But that's just part of it. Being still is just simply spending time with him what that looks like for you. I know for my husband, that can look like going to the golf course. I know that for um, for my girl, Shirley, that can look like going for a walk. For me, that looks like going for a walk. I know that for others, it could look like, you know, I know a friend who, well, God speaks to me through music. So sometimes it's music. Actually, for me, I listen to music while I'm on my walk. I can't listen to no Bible book or so, like I need music. I need music. I'm already in nature. I'm already spending time with God, but I'm listening to music. So, um, but whatever that looks like, I just don't want us to get too overly spiritual and too like, like, I think sometimes we sometimes can, can over spiritualize things and get super churchy. And, and, you know, I heard it said that you can be so, so super churchy and overly spiritual that you have no earthly good. Like we are here on earth. We have to be able to have a, you know, have the ability to interact with people and different people. And how are you going to win souls and, and, and be able to, to show the love of God if you only are, are dealing with people who you 
got things in common with. You know, I think about there's a, a, a certain church that I used to go to and they didn't really fool with nobody outside of them. You know, and it's just like you can't learn from nobody if you in this little bubble. Like I, I get and I understand community, but doggone, how you gonna bring in more community if you just sticking to yourselves, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to say that. Um, and and the biggest thing is just be like Nike, just do it. I think sometimes we get to oh, but I just said, but what about well maybe not like we get in our heads just to do it. Like, I just did it with God. I said, God, your word says X, Y, Z. So therefore, I'm going to need you to show your word as truth. Like, you tell me all these things. I'm going to need to see this as proof in my life. Like, how am I going to trust you if I don't have any evidence of these things in my life? But I am trying to trust you. And so therefore, I am going to do what this, you know, like your word says, trust in you. Throw my cares on you. So this is what I'm doing. So these are my concerns. These are my issues. I understand the power. You know, there is power in life in, in, in the tongue. I understand that Proverbs 18.21. I get that Proverbs 18.21. I love that Proverbs 18.21. However, comma, you also told me to give my cares to you. So these are my cares. So God, and I have also have been very intentional with how I talk to him. And I think we need to be more careful because our words do have power. So let me give you an example. God, I am financially struggling in this moment as a result of not having a job. But God, I know you have a job for me in my future. You see the difference? I'm not saying I'm broke because I, I ain't got no job. And then going down the rabbit hole of why I ain't got no job. This person was unfair to me. I got fired for no reason and all the things. But instead of just speaking truth and life, I have I don't have a job in this moment. But God, I know you got one in my future. God, my, my back is hurting right now. However, I know that I am healed. I know I'm healed, God, because you told me that I can be healed. You told me I can, that, you know, there, that I have the ability to claim things in the spiritual and bring them down in the natural. Like, these are things, as your relationship gets stronger, as you practice obedience, it will get easier. But the main thing is give him the ability to show his word and his promises as true in your life. The only way that you're going to allow him, the only way he's going to have the opportunity is if you just do it like Nike, just do it like Nike, just do it like Nike, just do it like Nike. And I love, 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 love this question here at the end that talked about in what areas do I need to increase my obedience to develop the discipline to manage my purpose effectively? So I want to be very, um, you know, I want to be very sensitive to the fact that there are times that we can't get our mind to stop racing. We cannot, like, it's so much, it's like, it's so easy to say, be still, spend time with God, meditate on the scriptures. But when life is life and it's hard, like there have been times whenever I've struggled to be able to sleep because I can't get my brain to stop. But what I have found that I needed to do, because this was an area that I needed to increase my obedience, is then to start thinking about scriptures that talk about casting my cares on him. 
finding scriptures that talk about worry and how I should trust in God. You can do that by either um, there's Bible stories of ones who trusted God and, and how it worked out for them. You could listen to that. You can listen to my podcast. There are times I will tell y'all I had ministered to myself by listening to past prior episodes, you know, like prior episodes that I, that I've done like crash. Uh, what is it? Crushing that revive. That is one of the ones that I've listened to numerous times that in sense of, uh, in that in uh, owning my sense of entitlement. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. There are times, you know, whenever I want to sit back and, and, and think about, you know, I got a moment of, 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 oh, see my husband be listening to my podcast, y'all. I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Cause it'll make him smile when he hears this, but there are times when I don't necessarily appreciate, um, my marriage as such, because maybe we're going through a rough patch. And so I'll listen to the very first episode of Purity to Purpose and I'll listen to it and I'll hear how it was that I was, you know, that was whenever we weren't together and I was still trusting in the fact that God said these things, even though in the natural, it didn't look like it. This is what God said. I believe that God said that And anybody who is struggling to believe what they believe wholeheartedly or they know wholeheartedly the God said. It's not it's not looking that way in the natural, but in the spiritual realm, you know that thing is supposed to be here. Listen to that episode. Listen to Crushing Doubt Revival. Like listen to some of my prior episodes. Um think about my my testimony. You know, it talks about that we are that part of what, what saves us, what helps us, what heals us, is not just the blood of the lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. But it is also the word of our testimonies. So you practicing obedience gives you testimonies, but other people's obedience also can help you. Those things can help you. I think about Pastor Mike Todd. He is what I call the father of crazy faith. He has so many fans and followers because people have a, he has a track record of trusting God. So they know he ain't out here just being, you know, like there's some pastors who are just charismatic and entertaining. While Mike Todd is all of those things, he is also a real, like, you know, this man ain't out here fronting because we can see it. He got video evidence of all the things that he said was going to happen that have happened. He got video evidence. So anyway, like I said, the same with purity to purpose. I got vocal evidence. <laughs> so anyway, um, you <laughs> version Bible study plans. That's another thing that you can listen to. And they have topics on any and everything you can think of. So if you're not able to or, or sure on scripture, you know, you can Google scriptures you know, on, on certain topics, but you can also search them up on the Version Bible, Bible plan and they will read them to you, um, you know, from the devotional to the scriptures. The only thing you got to do is just click on to the next one. But anyway, I let this episode go a little bit longer because I wanted to just end this off and with the bang and kind of wrap it up in a bow. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this amazing Bible study plan that you um, that you had me highlight. 
I thank you so much, Father, just for all the testimonies that have been tied to it, my own testimonies that have been tied to it, God, and how it has continued to solidify my faith. God, I'm asking right now for anyone who has a purpose, anyone who you have told them what their purpose was, God, if they are struggling with their faith to be able to believe you, I ask you, God, to be with them. Help to solidify for them even in a greater way. Remind them of what you said. First of all, let's just start with that. Remind them of what you said and remind them of not just what you said, God, but also then remind them of the things and show them the things that have already happened that were in line with that. Remind them of those things, God, so that they can have strength to do the hard things, so they can have strength to continue on, so they can have clarity to continue on. God, I'm also asking you for those who maybe don't know what their purpose is. I'm asking you, Father, to give them the faith to continue to seek that thing out and to remember what was said in this Bible study plan. Maybe have them read, maybe have them read it or listen to prior episodes, the one when I talked about what was clear on your, how to uh, find your clear purpose, not your kingdom purpose, but your actual physical purpose and what that looked like, whether it was, you know, things that you struggled with that you've overcome, things that you're naturally good at, that people compliment you on. Help them to be able to notice what those things are, Father, so that they can find their purpose. And then give them the ability and the strength to do it. Remind them, God, that you are the God of all, that you have all power. So God, help them to find practical ways to believe what their purpose is so that they don't just, so that this the seed isn't just given to them and then snatched away quickly by the enemy. God, I thank you for the individuals who know their purpose, who are clear on their purpose and who are walking it out. I ask you to help those ones, Heavenly Father, myself included, who are doing those things and to continue to help us, God. Continue to help us to stay filled up, to stay in the flow. Continue to keep us humble, God. Continue to help us to be able to see the purpose behind our purpose, God. That our purpose is not just for us, that our purpose is is more so about everybody else and that you want us to help and bless. We are all one family. We are all, regardless of what area of the world that we live in, regardless of our background, our race, our religion, we are all one God. And so I just ask you to help us to be able to have a better understanding of our purpose, but to more than anything, be able to continue to walk it out. In your son Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, family, I'm going to let you go because I have went almost 30 minutes once again, but I'm so excited that this is the last day. Why? Because that means we're starting another brand new Bible study and God has already told me what it was. And let me tell y'all this mug right here, it's still in line with purpose. It's kind of going to talk about some of the things that God does for me whenever he's about to do the message. And I'm just so excited to share this with y'all. Like when he is about to bless me, when he is about to open things up for me, when when my blessing is like literally on the cusp, God has a pattern that he has, that he shows up. So I know he's about to do a thing. And it always gets your girl so jazzed and excited. And he's doing that now. And so this Bible study plan that I'm about to start with you tomorrow is going to discuss that and to help you to be able to have a better understanding of what that looks like if God is doing the thing in your life. 
because he does have a very distinct pattern. And if it doesn't, it'll still bless you because it is absolutely applicable and something that we can all learn from. So I love you. I will talk to you tomorrow in another episode of Purity to Purpose.